Hello and welcome to The Drop By with Al, everyone. We are here back in the beautiful Radio Karam studio and I'm utterly excited for today's episode as I've got my great friend Romy with me. She is incredible. I'm obsessed with her and I think after this you guys will be as well. Um, she, we, will, we will be talking about a few things today, some work, some travel, ma- majority about her life and just sort of the outer influences, friendships as well. Um She's overwhelmingly interesting and you no are. pressure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, you'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> but Romy, hello and welcome. Thank you so much. So excited to be here. I'm so, so glad. <laughs> How'd you feel when I asked you to come on? I was pumped. You yeah. Pumped? yeah. Yeah. Like I've done a few podcasts just with uni and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's something I'm familiar with. Yeah. Um, and talking to you is one of my favorite things in the world. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. bring it on. I love that. That's good that you've had to do a few for uni too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a, definitely a different skill, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Mm. It's a different kind of conversation, but I think, yeah, yeah we're both pretty natural at it. So. Yeah, exactly <laughs> right. We've got the flow already oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. How was your day? It was good. It was a busy day. I had work today. Mm-hmm. So I work at Edith Our General Store. Yeah. Um, with Alex. Uh, <laughs> it's the best. We've just opened up a new cute little shop in Bond Beach. So I spent mm. the day sort of setting that up and just rearranging and organizing and ordering. And yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Rummy's my manager for those who are interested. And Slash best friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it says on our like slips as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, so good. All right, let's start with the mindfulness mindfulness exercise, rose mm. thorn bud. Mm-hmm. So beginning with your rose, talk me through a highlight, success or something positive that's happened to you this week. Mm. Okay, I think I'll go with success. Yeah. I think at the beginning of the week, I was pretty overwhelmed mm. with things to do. And I think... Yeah, I just feel already, it's only Wednesday, I've ticked off a lot of boxes, things are feeling good, I'm feeling a lot more prepared for the rest of the week. Yeah, good. Um, Also, it's like the end of my work week as well, so I've got two days coming off, so it's rose of all, really. What are you going to do on your days off? I actually don't have anything planned and that's how I want to keep it. Yeah. Yeah, every day off recently has just been bombarded with stuff, so Yeah. 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 I'm excited. Nothing is my plan. Mm, yeah. <laughs> what a plan that is. <laughs> Can't wait for you to get into nothing. Um, oh my God, <laughs> All right. Hit me with your thorn. So this is a challenge um, you've experienced or something you could use support with. Mm, okay. Perfect. Actually, opening up a new shop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who Not, can help? Yeah. <laughs> someone help. <laughs> uh, not something I've ever done before. Uh you know, just the whole thing of it. Mm. Like, I think, you know, our bosses are very busy. Yeah. And so being given the task to do something like open up a new store. Yeah. Um, and not given a lot of guidance, but also very supported as well, knowing I can ask any question. But it's been an amazing challenge for me. Yeah, so it's a kind of a thorn, but it's almost a bit of a, a bud and a rose as well because yeah. I've learned so many new things, but it's been a real challenge and time managing and on top of full-time work as well, you know? Yeah. 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 And uh, full-time study. And full-time study. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're getting into that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a good one. That's a good one. And can I say you're doing a very, very good job oh, at thank it. You, like, thank you, thank you. It looks incredible thus far. Yeah. Um, so then we'll finish that one off with your bud. So that is, where am I? Yeah, something you're looking forward to or any new ideas? Mm, new ideas. 
my new ideas and things I'm looking forward to are prioritizing more time for myself. Amazing. <laughs> so I have just actually finished uni for the year. Yeah. I've got three months off now. I finished last week. And yeah, just haven't really had a day to process that I'm finished for the year. So I'm just, uh, yeah, really looking forward to having a bit more time and Mm. yeah, just prioritizing that time a bit more. I think, yeah, now that I have the time to do that. So yeah, I'm just looking forward to getting back to me a bit and not just being in the whirlwind of the whole uni work. Mm, just another cog, work. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. What day is it? Okay, it's uni day. What is it? It's a work day. Yeah, yeah, gosh. And you'll... So when do you go back to uni next year? I don't start till February the 22nd. Okay, awesome. So that's like a solid three months. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. And your yeah. birthday's halfway through in there too, so... Oh, yeah, the big three o. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. <laughs> Incredible. It's going to be a big one. Yeah, pumped for it. <laughs> Okie dokie. So, as I said, Rum and I work together... We clearly get along like a house on fire as like, it's like, thank God we got into this situation at work and met each other. I want to talk to you about work, but I might start with studying first. Mm -hmm. So you, was it first that you studied nursing? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So when I left high school, I had a bit of a break from uni, Mm -hmm. much to my parents' dismay. (laughs) They just wanted me to keep going. So I had a break. Yeah, love it. <laughs> yeah, went straight into hospo, loved it, met so many amazing people, fully burst my bubble from being in school, primary yeah. and high school, obviously. Uh, had amazing experiences, but then felt a bit of pressure to do something and go back to school. And nursing was kind of something that was just always on the back burner. And I thought, let's give it a red hot shot. Mm. So I went to TAFE. I did an advanced diploma of nursing, which is basically just a fast tracked bachelor. Yeah. It's a year and a half instead of three years. Wow. Intensive. Yeah. I was like, say, yeah. Intensive. Mm. So uni does like four units a semester in TAFE we were doing nine. Oh my gosh. It was crazy. And I was still working hospital at the time. Every placement that I had within nursing, I realized more and more that it wasn't my thing. Wow. I was too young to have that responsibility. Yeah. I wanted to live. I wanted to travel, you yeah. know. And what kind of nursing? Like I'm not really across nursing at all. Mm. So I assume there's different like categories. There are. There yeah. are. I was sort of doing a general nursing and then you sort of do that general nursing and then you decide where you want to go yeah. from there. So with your placements, they try to give you a variety of experiences, aged care. Yeah rehabilitation all of those sorts of things and then you kind of find your niche within that cool I didn't find my niche (laughs) (laughs) I'd always wanted to be a midwife so I did nursing with the hopes that I would go into midwifery one day and I think when I decided to not do nursing I thought at least I've done it I finished the course one day I'll go back and do my midwife and I can be a nurse and midwife you know and have that flexibility um but I went straight back into hospital when I decided not to do nursing and, yeah, yeah just got sucked back in again. Mm. I am obsessed with hospitality. Yeah. I can't imagine not doing it even though I'm studying to be a teacher at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> but I think I'll always have a foot in the door. Making coffee is like meditation for me. So, yeah, yeah, I love it. Um, yeah, so nursing was a bit of a, a fallout. And yeah. then I had a bit of a break from that. So I did hospital for another five years. And then I went back to TAFE and I did a three-month course to be a blood nurse. Oh, my gosh. And then, yeah, it was bizarre. And I was like, I'm done with hospital. No. And did this course. And was that because of like a placement or a part of the 
prior, like the diploma you did that was like specifically with the blood or you just went, no, this is a part that I like of it? Yeah, not really at Mm. all. It was more because I'd left so much time in my nursing that I couldn't go into it again because I didn't register myself. So in order to be a nurse, I'd have to go back to uni anyway. Right. And I was like, "Mm, no, I'm not doing that. So this blood nurse course was only three months and Mm. I thought perfect way to get back into the hospital vibe and just sort of see, test the waters a bit, get back in there and see how I like it. But yeah, so I did that and then I worked in a women's hospital, which was amazing and I had incredible experiences. I was involved in births, I was taking blood from premature babies, like I worked in a neonatal intensive unit. Gosh. It was just yeah, amazing. But I had this plan that I was going to go to this TAFE, do this course, work in the industry for one year and then go traveling. Mm. And that's exactly what I did. Uh, like, you know, when you have the plan these, comes together. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You have these manifestations and then all of a sudden it's a year later, you're two weeks away from going to Europe and you went and you just go, wow, like I fully did that. <gasps> yeah. And the timeline and everything, it was just like spot on, worked in the job for exactly one year. And then off I went to Europe. Incredible. Mm. That is yeah. perfect to the way it pans out. Did you like put in a process of steps to go, this is going to happen? Or did you sort of just tell yourself that in that manifestation way and sort of put it out into the universe? And then you only when you looked back at it, you went, wow, I t- yeah. Yeah, yeah, mm. exactly. Like I did the course. I had my placement at Austin Hospital in Heidelberg. Yeah. And while I was on placement, they offered me a job, but they said the job is not with us. It's for Mercy Women's Hospital, which is attached to them. Mm -hmm. And when I heard that, I was like, oh, wow, this is really meant to be because women's health is a huge passion of mine. And I just thought, yeah, of all places to take blood from people, (laughs) you know, like it's not a glamorous job. (laughs) No. I I found out furthermore. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Alex, not for you. Wake up at six in the morning and put needles in people's arms. Ooh. Not a dream. <laughs> no, not for some. Not, not for some. Not for some, yeah. I uh, literally was at Romy's house a couple of weeks ago and nearly fainted because we were talking about <laughs> needles. Yeah, like legs up on the couch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like her getting me a glass of water. Thank God I was with you. It was horrible. I hated it. She just looked at me and went, you feel sick. I've just watched the blood rush from your face. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, God. Literally. <laughs> Which is something we used to do like when we were taking blood, we'd sit in the in the office and like while we didn't have blood to take, we'd be taking it in turns and we'd just watch everyone in the waiting room because <laughs> obviously a lot of pregnant women yeah, and a lot of fasting and mm. stuff like that and we'd just pick them go, oh, yep, she's gone white and rush out on the floor, legs up, oh. you know, cold flannel on oh the head. Oh, my gosh. Hilarious. Yeah, so well, that funny. was no joke me two weeks yeah. ago and <laughs> it was horrible. But, do you know, Elle, that's why I went into it. Like I went into blood nursing because I've had so many horrible blood tests and I don't mind them. Like mm. I don't mind getting my blood taken, but just the attitude or just like lack of care and love and I think working in a hospital. Yeah, mm. exactly. Like my biggest passion is to want to nurture, hence yeah. doing nursing, hence wanting to be a teacher, all of these things. So if I could make a positive impact in someone's medical journey, yeah. That's all I cared cared about. And oh. even if that was a 10-minute interaction by taking their blood and listening to them. Yeah. When, you know, sometimes doctors don't have time, nurses don't have time. Yeah. So, yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was my goal for the job. Incredible. And that is the type of attitude that we want, like, yeah. as, and, and anyone wants in that sort of job. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, like I know myself when I have a bad experience getting a blood test, I don't get one for another three years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. And like for people like yourself mm. who, and I have so many friends that have deep, deep phobias. Yeah, so also another drive, you know, because yeah. Yeah. I'll help you. <laughs> yeah, I will help you. I will talk you through it. Mm. I will hold your hand. I'm not just going to brutalize you and stab a needle in your arm oh, and gosh, tell you that it's I all going to be okay, you know, yeah. because sometimes in your head it's not. Yeah. And it's important to acknowledge that. Oh, yeah. exactly. Oh. I mean, I know you're not going into that anymore, but it's good yeah. to know that like people have that motive going into that industry as well. Yeah, you hope so. I think, yeah, there's a lot of older nurses that probably don't feel that way about their jobs and it yeah. shows, you know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. And it shows in the bruises in my arms. Yes. <laughs> and let's just say there are a lot of beautiful nurses as well. Oh, you know? gosh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're incredible. Mm. So after this nursing, you mm. went back to hospital a bit again, but now mm. or then you've gone into teaching um, yes. degree. So talk me through that. Yeah, so once I finished the blood nursing, let me say also I was saving to go to Europe. So I was working five days in the hospital and working weekends in hospitality Oof. still. So foot in the door, as mm-hmm. I said, always. Yeah. Um, but that got me to where I needed to be to go to Europe. So mm. that's what I did. I went to Europe for 11 months. And March of 2020 is when things got crazy with COVID. Yeah. Um, I was in Portugal at the time. I had so many plans to go to Italy. I was about to work in this amazing hostel in Tuscany. It was an old like Benedictine monastery that had been converted into a hostel. Oh, my gosh. And I was going to work there for two weeks and just like all of this stuff, you know. I had planned, but Italy obviously got hit quick. And And hard. Yeah, and really Mm. hard and it was devastating. And it didn't feel real, obviously. Yeah. Like I was in Portugal and, yeah, it just – I don't know. There was talk about it but there wasn't. People weren't really that concerned. Anyway, so I cancelled my plans in Italy and then basically every plan I made from them just got cancelled. You know, Mm. I was going to go to Spain and Spain got hit. And Spain is cousins with Portugal. So, you know, we're in the far west of Europe going, there's nowhere to go. Jeez. And then hostel started closing, you know. Luckily, I made friends with some owners of a hostel that gave me their mobile number that let me stay with them for a while. It was manic. And were you by yourself? I was by myself, but I had people that I'd met. So luckily, I had people with me and I met this girl who was amazing in Portugal. She's from Ivanhoe in Melbourne. Of course. (laughs) Yeah, classic. And we both decided to fly back at the same time. Obviously, pushed into a corner, there was nowhere to go. So we were like, okay, let's try and book flights. It took probably four days to book the flight. I spent eight grand trying to get home. (gasps) Flights were cancelled left, right and centre. I was like, you know, stranded in Portugal, then got to London. Flights were cancelled in London stranded there like it was very very stressful getting home but we did it and then um Bridget the girl that I met from Ivanhoe in Portugal said when you fly back to Melbourne come and isolate with me at my beach house in Flinders so I flew back to Melbourne I might just stay in hotel quarantine yeah actually (laughs) I'd like to go to my parents house Yeah, so I got back, flew back after this whirlwind, like 72-hour experience and straight down to Flinders to her house and, yeah, spent my two weeks of quarantine, yeah, in bliss, yeah, Mm. on the beachfront. Oh, my gosh. But also, yeah, deeply 
um, unpacking what mm. had just happened and the fact that I was back in Melbourne and I was nowhere near ready to come home. Oh I still God. had another four months yeah. left in me. So, yeah, it was bizarre. And planned as well, like another four months planned. Mm-hmm. Jesus, mm-hmm. that's intense. Yeah, it was full on. Yeah, and how was the anxiety like through that time? Like I, you just talking about it then, like mm. I'm imagining myself at an airport being told that everything's cancelled. Mm. Oh, my gosh. Like <laughs> I don't even know if you want me to describe it. Like, <laughs> Oh my goodness, the phone calls to my poor parents, you know, the time difference. I'm calling them at four in the morning. Oh my God. In hysterics, yeah. like screaming into the phone. Oh my goodness, they're saints. They yeah. were on the phone to DHS while the, mm. like simultaneously being on the phone to me, Yeah, blah, blah, blah. So they were an amazing help. But yeah, it was extremely stressful and um, things just didn't make sense, you know, like yeah. I was Royal Brunei wasn't letting me in. And I only had an hour and a half like crossover and it was just, I wasn't even leaving the airport. So there was a lot of frustration and unfortunately I probably took that out on the wrong people. But, you know, when you're not getting answers from anyone and you're alone and you're stuck and you've got barely any money left. Completely vulnerable. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And no one's telling you what to do, like how to yeah move forward yeah oh, it was just yeah so yeah the anxiety was high yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I well I'll be honest like I hate that for you but gosh I love it for me because it means you can go back and got a job <laughs> for me. yeah and the process of that was so interesting yeah yeah, yeah just I mean just coming home and mm. then were you looking for a job like when you were in quarantine or while you were on the planes home or going, do I need something do I or did you have a bit of time straight no after the quarantine? yeah I think I was in a bit of Shock, honestly, for like a month, I think. It was the quarantine. I came home for two weeks at home. I was kind of just wandering around, Mm. eyes wide, going, I'm in Melbourne. Yeah, still. (laughs) like touching Melbourne things. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And I'm stuck at my parents' house. (laughs) 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 Can't see any friends. Yeah, so true. All of these bizarre things. And it took me six months to probably find the job at Edith Bell. Yeah. Six months, yeah. jeez, yeah. yeah, yeah, crazy, crazy. I mean, luckily, like you have that hospo background because that mm. was really mm. the one industry besides, you know, dining restaurants and things they could do yeah. take away, but it was still quite prevalent. Yeah, because hospo were just getting rid of staff, like you mm. know, dropping so much staff. Yeah, exactly yeah. right, exactly. So, hospo industry, what what is it about it that makes you so like attached to it because you thrive in it like you're incredible at your job and thanks in that's right (laughs) but you've like managed multiple places you've obviously gone elsewhere come back to it so what are a few things that are bringing you back to it constantly I think it is the staff there's such an interesting thing that happens in hospitality I think it draws people, people, you yeah. know, talkers, extroverts. And because of that, it's a melting pot of mixed personalities yeah. and big personalities. Mm-hmm. So it is such a fun environment to work in, plus just customers and people and having interactions and making coffee. Yeah, yeah I'm obsessed with making coffee. Yeah, yeah it's damn like, good at it too. Oh, I just, that's all I want to do, you know. Yeah. And unfortunately, hospitality is way more than that. But, mm. um, yeah, it's definitely being involved with customers, getting to know them, having these relationships and these 
just watching kids grow up, you know, meeting yeah. a customer, finding out they've just fallen pregnant, so witnessing true. their whole pregnancy, seeing them have a baby. Like, it's amazing. Yeah, Chris and Eloise, who I've had on here exactly. last time. Literally, Exhibit exactly. A, incredible. Yeah. yeah. Mm. From the moment of being like, oh, Eloise is having decaf. Yeah. What's going on? Yes. <laughs> you know? Genuinely. It's such a funny, funny industry. Yeah. Yeah, it is very, very good, isn't it? And mm. I, I think I've personally found that, like, the well, personally, like, I know that this is um, happening right now, but the nine to five job is quite, like, mm. archaic in the sense of not every – like, it's not – the job people are going for like mm. you can have a full-time job in hospo but it's not nine till five weekdays mm. and it's completely mm-hmm. different and and I actually really enjoy that about it yeah and I enjoy the flexibility and working on weekends and things like that mm. it, it, I feel like it mixes it up a bit and I think yeah. that I found that personally hard being 25 now mm. and my mum and dad still often say to me so when are we thinking about your career oh, I know <laughs> and it's like but I actually really enjoy it like and I think they would back it if mm. I turned around and said, this is what I want to do. But classic me, who knows what I want to do? Not me. <laughs> but yeah. it's that, it's that I guess, flexibility and that um, idea of, one, you can get a job anywhere in mm. it. Mm-hmm. Um, that stability of a job, um, that the transferable skills can go into everything as well. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, mm-hmm. just like that, not that stringent nine till five. I just love that idea. Yeah, totally. And, like, mm. wouldn't it be amazing if – society viewed hospitality workers as being legitimate careers yeah you know like how many times I've heard someone leave hospitality because they're going to get a quotation real job yeah I'm sorry but (laughs) hospitality is tough work like it is real work exactly right we serve people we make people happy Melbourne is run off hospitality like Mm. yeah I just think it's an amazing job and yeah. it's real and it's hard and it's tough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's really tough, yeah. guys. <laughs> Beautiful. So I'm just going to jump into a quick ad break here before we jump into the next topic. So we'll be back in a sec. Don't worry about a thing because Atticus Health We'll make, make you feel all right. Don't worry about a thing. Because Atticus Health will make you feel all right. If you got a tummy ache or you don't feel right. Or if you have a nasty rash keeping you up at night. Don't worry, don't worry about a thing. Don't worry. Because <laughs> Atticus Health will He's make you feel all right. <laughs> Radio Karam, don't, don't worry about a thing. Because Atticus says <laughs> will make you feel all right. Josie from Space Folk, and when I want to stay groovy, I listen to Radio Karam. Cause, cause you make me cry. Whoa. 
Okay, everyone, welcome back after the break. So now I want to talk to my friend Romy about friends and relationships with friends. (laughs) So I don't know about you, but I sort of feel like coming out of this pandemic or opening up this time around, it's like everyone's gone a bit of... I'm choosing who I'm spending my energy with or yeah. who I'm giving my energy yeah. to. So it's almost a bit cutthroat and it's hard because you think you do that anyway, mm-hmm. but it's mm-hmm. almost as though that time off and that time to yourself has gone, okay, well, who do I really care about and yeah. who am I going to spend my time with? Yeah. And clearly you agree with that. But I wonder how it shapes friendships going forward as a whole. Like mm. I know that there's not a lot of people that maybe I once spoke to a lot particularly say through a netball sphere where you're forced to see each other and I guess work and school Mm. and all those different things Mm -hmm. that you're like inevitably going to see each other because you have training and that's how your friendship's grown and I don't love them any less but yeah I don't talk to them as much Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like yeah I think it's really interesting all this time to ourselves and it's interesting to just see how your energy reserves get spent like I feel like you can just feel it more you know like I don't know solitude you get to this like base level you know and then you go out you spend time with some people you feel something from that whether that's energized whether that's drained you know and I think just the ability to sort of tell what you feel from different people is sort of exemplified from this yeah yeah Yeah, I think so as well Mm. there's definitely something different about friendships at the moment yeah definitely and I think it's deeper Mm -hmm. I just think it's a much deeper level of friendship um which can be because of like I guess the check-ins during those hard times yeah totally yeah you really recognize the people that you you want to value in your life yeah you know like I feel like I can be quite lazy with keeping relationships going mm-hmm. um throughout my life you know pe- friends that have moved away into state and stuff like that I'm I've been bad at keeping in contact like I just I don't know I think I I'm very present you know in my life yeah I'm very present as, as to what's going on in the moment and at that stage and who's in my life mm. which is selective and it's not yeah. my favorite part about myself yeah but yeah like I just think it's interesting now because I've realized how much I value the people that are in my life and it's made me go Romy you need to really work hard at maintaining those relationships and I just feel like I've got a lot more drive and like it's not love but it's just like yeah want to like keep things going and yeah I don't know just support each other because Mm. you realize how much support you need as a human being yeah. especially through this time yeah like, exactly yeah. and how yeah. much support you need yourself and that you can give yeah and I exactly think those friendships that you want to keep around it's the ones that you know that you're getting something from them but, and you know you're giving something back just mm-hmm. by like that communication or just by like you know yeah which can feel just as good like supporting someone can yeah. feel just as good as being supported um especially for me like I just love being there for people and having that feeling that people can talk 
to me about anything yeah, and, so true. and things like that. And then being able to do that in return is just a bonus. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it fills your cup, doesn't mm, it? Definitely. Most definitely. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. really enjoy that too. And sometimes I wonder, like, now I'm going to do a tangent, <laughs> but sometimes I wonder, like, is that selfish to only want to help others because it makes me feel good? Mm. <laughs> I mean, like, how's that pan? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're interesting. In yeah, <laughs> just like actually doesn't care about people. Walks away going tick. I <laughs> think I'm awesome. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's a win-win situation. You yeah, know? Because, yeah. You know, I think that's when I'm really trying to dissect my thoughts and emotions and then I'll yeah. go too far the other way I was just gonna say yeah, yeah you've gone too deep there yeah <laughs> exactly okay good to know yeah thanks for being my friend and being there for me and letting me know that oh my gosh <laughs> so I want to talk specifically now about a friendship breakup I've had some in my 25 years mm. but they were def- definitely peter out I can't say mm. there was one sort of like bigger one but it was weird because our friend our sorry our parents fought so then it just filtered down to us not being friends yeah. at school um and it was a sort of a bit of a rekindle but not really she ended up moving to america and i'm still really enjoy her company like mm. and i know i would but i haven't mm-hmm. spoken or like hung out with her for a long time yeah it's interesting it's yeah. so interesting mm. and yeah and it was like if given I guess when you think, when you rethink about those things, if given another opportunity, would I have done it differently? Who knows? Mm. But yeah, you sort of want, you, I, I feel like I've been left wondering. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And she often pops up into my mind. Mm-hmm. So it's like, should I just like hit that on the head and continue mm. on? Mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. But yeah, I want to talk about a friendship breakup that you've had. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, as I said, like throughout my life, I've had a lot of friends move away and just drift apart not for any reason but yeah. just for life you know I've got my best friend in primary school and high school she's amazing but you know just after school we drifted apart and I think about her so often and like you like you know we just mm. don't speak but yeah she's in my mind all the time and I I would love to reach out and I know that everything would be amazing if we caught up but yeah it's a part of so many memories mm. that's a main thing that I think of yeah too. yeah but yeah, in terms of friendship breakups, I mean, I had a very deep friendship with two of my best friends for eight years and it, and it was amazing and I think that life is just so interesting. You know, you you tell yourself that you've got these soul sisters or, you know, best friends, but it's not until you sort of remove yourself from the equation and you look at the outside perspective and think – hey, maybe this isn't as good for me as I thought it was. Yeah. Maybe there's... Maybe this has changed. Exactly. Mm. Maybe we're all changing and we all can't keep up with the changes that we're making individually. So therefore, it's becoming toxic. Yeah. What's going on? What's mm. happening? Exactly. And yeah, so there was a time probably about three years ago, four years ago, where I I called it with my two best friends after eight years and it was so the cool. biggest decision I've ever made of my life. Yeah, and so strong. Like. Yeah, yeah, strong mm. but didn't feel strong at the time. It yeah. felt wavering but it just felt necessary, yeah. you know. I just felt like I'm not happy. I feel like I'm in a situation that isn't helping that yeah. and so I need to remove myself, not for life, but just to take some time and figure out what's going on, you know. And it was scary. It was the scariest thing I've ever done. But, you know, a week later, I felt lighter than I'd ever been. Wow. I just felt 
you know, like I'd done the right thing for everyone, you know, for all of us, even though I was the bad one because I called it and it was hard to live with that. But yeah, I think, you know, it takes a lot of self-awareness to realize when you need to walk away from something. And so I was very proud of myself for doing that. Mm -hmm. And it was the feelings afterwards of it being positive that made me go, I've done the right thing. You know, I had two friends, but I felt very lonely. And then when I said goodbye, I felt less lonely because I didn't feel like there was two people there that were supposed to be there for me, but weren't. Yeah. Um, And it was amazing how it all evolved. You know, one of the friends refused to not be my friend. Which was amazing, you know, like it was Mm. tough at the time and... You're like, hold on, I just told you to give me some space. space. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But like having also someone that was just like, no, I love you Mm. and I'll do whatever it takes, you know, like whether that's give you space, whether that's you need to talk about things that, you know, are not okay with our friendship and let's fix that. Yeah. So it was an amazing, yeah, just like reconnection and reforming of a friendship in a new way. Yeah, and improved, new and improved. Definitely. Mm. And we are, yeah, tighter than we've ever been. That's good. And, yeah, my other friend, unfortunately, like we just did not speak for three years. It was mm-hmm. silence, radio Crazy. silence, yeah. <laughs> just yeah. for so long. And it wasn't until I got back from Europe. I thought about her every single day while I was away in Europe. Literally like a breakup, like a full relationship breakup. Mm. Yeah. Like it was, you know, I was hurt and sad and a bit angry for the first year. And then, yeah, it wasn't until the second and third year that I was like, oh, this really doesn't feel right. Having all this space and no words in between and just all of that. So, yeah, every day in Europe I wanted to message her and I just couldn't, I never knew what to say. Could never find the words. I'd sit with my notes open and just you know, blank Um. every time. The moment my feet landed on Melbourne soil, it's like I just knew what to say. I got to the house in Flinders for isolation and I, yeah, I just wrote the message, sent it, and now we've been friends ever since. So incredible. And I think what came from that is just, yes, I think sometimes you just need space to grow. Yeah. You know, when you've got people that know you so well, and they know a version of you, it can be very constricting. Yeah. And it can be really hard to grow outside of those expectations that people have of you. So to walk away from that, give yourself some space, but also these other people some space, even though they might hate you for it, yeah. they'll love you for it eventually. Yeah. You know? And that's what happened. And I think that was the biggest positive to come out of it was that, hey, we all wouldn't be the people that we are now if that didn't happen. So Absolutely. And that's literally an ode to you doing that as well. Do they recognise that? I think now, yeah, yeah. definitely. But yeah. So they should. Not for a while. <laughs> yeah, it took a while, but yeah. that's, that's fine, you know. I knew what I was doing and, exactly. and that was the most important thing for me at the time. Yeah. Exactly. Just taking it back a little bit, mm-hmm. I'm assuming that the friend you didn't speak to for three years mm-hmm. didn't react well at the time of you bringing it up no 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 yes you are yeah completely correct in that assumption yeah, yeah. no um she didn't take it very well at all mm. it was yeah very personal yeah. for her um which was okay for me you know yeah. like it was devastating obviously that mm. there was no compassion there in that time but um I think she feels you know sorry for that now because she can see where I was coming from now oh yeah you know so I think yeah time heals all gives so much perspective like perspective and reflection and all of that 
and so, nice to have sort of both worlds there of one person just being like, no, nah, I'm actually like disagree, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And refuse. then the other one, but yeah, <laughs> refuse. I actually refuse this. This isn't happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then the other one going, no, I like you more than, or I love you more than us having this fight. Let's do it. Let's mm. like, and really quick to action. That's, yeah. That's really, really nice. And, but I guess all at the same time, three, four years later, they're still two of your closest friends, yeah. regardless of how it panned out in that exact moment. Exactly. Which is so yeah. nice. Yeah. And I guess a tribute to you guys as friends as well. A hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. I think I honestly feel like we were all meant to be in each other's lives, yeah. you know, and that's why I felt almost confident in making that decision to, to have a break and have space. Like I didn't want to end the friendship. I just needed to have space because I knew that we would always come back to each other, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. Mm. Incredible. And that's what you want to feel with friends too. Definitely. Yeah. 100%. Do you feel more confident now going into new relationships that you've sort of done that before or you've you've had these conversations before that you wouldn't be mm. so like – not that you're – I'm saying you were afraid to have it but no, possibly. No, I, I was, yeah, yeah. Afraid to have them or sort of – back yourself knowing that with hindsight it works out yes exactly if it's worth it yeah yeah like I think just having the the courage to sort of listen to to yourself Mm. for me personally I think I've always been a people pleaser and just wanting to make people happy and you know just make things right and keep the love there and and I'd do anything to to do that but yeah that can be a real detriment Oh yeah, to the soul and the you're self. talking to the people pleaser as well. Yeah, exactly. is that our relationship? We're just pleasing each other, <laughs> probably. But at least we're both doing yeah. it. <laughs> so true. Oh my goodness, no, because I've learnt my lessons. Yeah, 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 so yeah. True. This is this is the lesson that we've learned is that yeah, sometimes you've just got to do what's right for you. And I think knowing that I've done that and it's been a positive experience, as you said, has given me a lot more confidence going into new relationships. Just being confidence, maybe not, but just a knowingness that I can listen to myself. Yeah. 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 This yeah. intuitive thoughts and feelings that you can look inwards. Mm. Who's mm. going to do me good and yeah. who's going to do me exactly. bad? Oh, yeah. Bad vibes there. No thanks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And not just being like, I want to love everyone. Yeah. Because life's just not really like that. Exactly. You know? And again, like we were saying, too much energy is mm. taken from trying to love everyone. Exactly. And that's when you need to choose, mm-hmm. which is pretty hard, but yeah. at the same time necessary. Yeah. And it feels like, you know, there's all this unconditional love and like universal love and a hundred percent. Like I do think yeah. that we need to have compassion and like, unwavering understanding for people but when it comes to yourself and your energy and you know how you want to spend your time you get to choose that yeah Yeah. very very true Mm. um i enjoy that just choosing your own time and energy where that goes into Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. very much so Mm. so i'm gonna jump into another quick ad break we'll be back in a second (laughs) thanks guys if you're the caraway, just call Mitchell Tall. Or in Patterson Lakes, just call Mitchell Tall. Anywhere Bayside, just call Mitchell Tall. Buy a summer house, 
Just call Mitchell Tall. Mitchell Tall. Tall, tall. Real estate. Oh, yeah, a little real estate. We want more. Hi, my name's Paul Kennedy, and I'm a sport reporter for the ABC, and when I'm not listening to the ABC, I listen to Radio Karam. Tune in and enjoy. Thanks for coming back, guys. We are here with Romy and Alex again. So to finish up today, I want to ask if you have any recommendations for our listeners. It can be anything. It can be books, movies, exercises, recipes, Shows. Yeah, love it. (laughs) I am a consumer of all those things. (laughs) Um, Okay, let's talk movies, TVs. I have been watching this incredible TV show called Mr. In Between. Oh. Yeah, it's an Australian TV show. It's absolutely amazing. If you look at the tile, it's on binge. Binge, If you look at the tile, you probably think action, angry, like hitman yuck it's the funniest show (laughs) it is like dark humor it's sad it's light it's Mm. deep it's just amazing the lead character is incredible i love australian film and cinema and tv so that is a huge recommend i've told every single person about this show (laughs) i've talked about it in uni like i've done an assignment on it (laughs) oh my gosh have you yeah 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 obsessed with it Mm. um books Boy Swallows Universe was an incredible book I read in Europe. It ruined me for books. I could not read anything after (laughs) it. Literally. Like I was stumped, but he just brought out his second book, All All the Shimmering Skies. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I was like, Skies, Mm -hmm. Shimmering. Yeah. Amazing book. Very dense, very full on, but yeah, couldn't put it down. Just loved those books. So, yeah, so amazing. He's an incredible writer. Hey, incredible mm. writer. Trent mm-hmm. Dalton, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh, I I absolutely just ate them up. And then my yep. auntie wanted to borrow it, so I gave it to her, and she lives in Cairns. Oh, so that's right. Yeah, I just I don't think I'll ever get it back, but that's okay. I'll buy myself another. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's worth it. Yeah, it's, it's awkward. It. Like, okay, I'm happy to share books around, but at the same but that time, that was my favorite book in the world. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I can't read any others. I had to read like a very. I think I read a joke book after it to just really to pull myself break it. Away. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, 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 silly. And, you know, now I've got this great comedic bone, I get to flex. I <laughs> muscle. Like. Yeah, well, you're extremely funny. So you don't need to read any comedy books. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe some more existential ones. <laughs> yeah, get a bit deep, Alex. No, yeah. kidding. But, yeah, that is an incredible yeah, book. Yeah, yeah, one of my faves. Um, mm. Would recommend that to anybody. Yeah. Um, and music. I'm actually going to see a gig on Friday. Who, what, when, how? Mm, let me tell you. So my top Spotify artist yeah. happens to be the gig that I'm going to see on Friday. Oh. Yeah. His name's Alex Albrecht. Oh. Melbourne musician. Beautiful, like ambient techno stuff you could listen to while you're studying. No lyrics. Incredible. Like he takes field recordings around Melbourne and then puts them in tracks. So like in some of the songs there's like conversations on trains and just like mix with this beautiful oh. like ambient melodic 
cool. beats in the background. And yeah, so it's going to be a very relaxed gig. Yeah. But I could not be more excited about it. He's one of my favorite artists. So oh, how if incredible. You don't know, get on it. <laughs> get on it. Yeah, yeah. Alex Albrecht. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Alex. Alex. <laughs> incredible. What is your gut feeling for you next? It can be like deep, it can be shallow, it can be what you're doing tomorrow. Well, what are I'm you about feeling? to have dinner with you. Yes. Which will be amazing. Incredible. <laughs> and then after that, look, I just think for me, I'm turning 30 this year. I'm yes. really excited about it. I feel like this is going to be a really good year. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like just coming into the self a bit more, you know, obviously with all that's happened in the two years, I feel like I discovered a lot about myself in Europe and haven't been able to put that into action. And I'm mm. really ready to do that. And be social and push my boundaries and have more relationships yeah. and all of those things. So I feel that coming for me this year. It feels strong. Yeah. yeah. I mm. feel it too. Mm. Even like prior to this conversation and just our friendship, I feel that for you like a yeah. lot. And I think it's definitely one that coming of, it's literally a coming of age for you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. It feels more than, you know, my 21st or anything of, you know, those milestones. 30 feels good and exciting oh i love um, to hear it yeah yeah bring it on bring on the wisdom bring yeah. on the self-awareness yeah <laughs> bring on the party yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> well Romy, i want to thank you for dropping by with me uh, thank you um it's been a absolute pleasure to have you on and i know that everyone will think the same oh so much fun um and to the listeners big old thank you for tuning in i'm loving having a good yarn with my people and you guys listening in i'll be back in your ears soon thank you